Hello and welcome to Treasure Trove, the podcast that tackles the obscure or lesser known games in either popular franchises or things you've never even heard about. Uh, this week I am touching on another indie darling that came to the PlayStation Vita, one of my favorite consoles of all time, if not my favorite console of all time. Uh, I am your host Brent Metcalf, here to drop some knowledge on you uh, in the hopes that you will enjoy what I have to say. Uh, the reason why I chose Severed, it's uh, really kind of a selfish one, but also because uh, all these awards have come out, and one of the more popular handheld titles uh, award winners is this game itself. So, uh, plus, it's on a, a ton more platforms now, uh, but we can get to that in a minute. I apologize that it's been so long since the last episode. There's been a lot going on, and I am finally back on hopefully a nicer schedule to get this done in a more timely fashion. So thank you very much for bearing with me. I apologize for the delay, and I will delay you no longer. Let us get down to the nitty-gritty. The story of Severed is short, sweet, and without a whole lot of exp- uh, exposition or explanation. Um, the game starts out with uh, Sasha, the, the main character you play as, walking in a, up in a nightmarish version of her home. Rooms are destroyed. Color of the sky is uh, all wrong. It's like the weird purple and orange. And it is just not the, the world she remembers. Uh, and she stumbles across a mirror. or You, the player, controlling her, stumble across a mirror to find out she's missing an arm. She's battered and beaten. And her family is nowhere to be found. Uh a demon or uh, an entity, uh, I think it looks fairly demonic, uh, appears and offers her the ability to seek revenge, the ability to uh, wrong those who wronged her, and offers her a sword as a replacement for her arm, and your journey begins. Um, It's interesting to see how this story plays out because Sasha doesn't talk at all. Uh, Her family members talk very little, mostly because they're dead. But also, even in memories and flashbacks, they're not very talkative. And even the NPCs and characters that Sasha comes to are few and far between and not very vocal, with the exception of maybe one. Um, The game mostly uses uh, moving artwork and animations to tell a tale, which is very interesting and very heartwarming. It's not heartwarming in a cute sense, but heartwarming in a very real, uh, visceral, uh, emotional sense. Uh, despite it, like it, it looks like it would be something out of the universe of Guacamelee, and it looks very much like a Guacamelee game, which is very cool. Uh, however, it is far from it. Uh, Guacamelee is very lighthearted. It, it tends to enjoy itself quite a bit. Uh, plays around with various ideas, uh, including, excuse me, making fun of genre tropes. This game is a very serious game. It deals with uh, themes of loss of sorrow, of trying to confront the the feeling of not having the people around you uh, that you love and cherish. Uh, and it does it in a very good job. And the lack of dialogue helps bring out those themes. Uh, it also has, again, a smaller cast, so it's a very tight focus. Uh, and it, it moves rather quickly. Uh, despite being a dungeon crawler with some RPG-esque systems, it's not a very long game, but it still carries everything in uh, the perfect amount of time, in my opinion. But past the story, uh, the more interesting aspect of the game comes out, which is gameplay. Uh, Like I have said, it is a first-person dungeon crawler. Please don't mind the construction or trains behind me. That is where I live for the moment. We'll be moving in March, hopefully. 
Anyways, uh, the, it carries very different gameplay from Guacamelee. Again, sharing similar art style, very contrasting with it. It's a first-person view. You're going through various uh, rooms and dungeons, coming across enemies, uh, taking them on in a touch-screen-style combat. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, no, let's do it now. So as you come across these floating orbs, you will encounter enemies. The enemies appear... Uh, in front of you and eventually surrounding you and so uh, with their timers and their little screen with health on the bottom uh, and so the player must ha point Sasha in the correct direction and attack foes to lower that timer so they don't attack her and it becomes this elegant balancing axe uh, balancing act. You start with one, maybe two enemies, one in front of you, one behind you, and slowly but surely you're coming across four on every side. You're moving left, right, left, 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 right, just to keep the rhythm going and the combat and the flow, and it is completely seamless. You don't even realize how fast you're moving between everything until you sit down and think about it. Um, it makes every single encounter frenetic and makes it something that you have to be a part of you can't just kind of zone out and not be there there is no way that you can just let things slide you have to be active and take out your opponents um, and there's a lot more to it than just simply juggling uh, over time you learn new uh, abilities by defeating boss enemies and by defeating these boss enemies you have the capabilities of breaking armored foes so that way you can deal more damage faster you have the ability to pause time slowly so you can take advantage of that. There's there's little layers they add to it. Um, and you, you gain them over time that are uh, also utilized for traversal in the in the dungeons, which is very cool. For unlocking hidden rooms or, you know, getting through barriers you couldn't get through previously. Um, but kind of all over the place. I apologize. I'm trying to keep everything moving slowly. I'll go back to the combat. Uh, as Sasha goes through she has to learn how to counter attack opponents to stop them from dealing damage to her so an enemy timer may have completed before you get to it and it's raising up to attack in order to ensure you take no damage you attack the opponent in the opposite direction so if they're swiping down from the left you're swiping up from the right to block them um, each enemy starts out with various patterns and of course each as you come across new enemies they have different types of attack patterns sometimes they double attack sometimes they attack back to back uh, and so learning the patterns becomes a kind of additive dance to what it is you're doing on top of this every opponent can drop enemy parts so you the whole point of severed is that you are using your finger as your blade as your sword you are able to eventually sever enemy limbs take their body parts and utilize that to power up your abilities including your sword including eventually your armor yeah um, put that into you sasha to make her more powerful however enemies don't just give up these parts easily and you can't just kill an enemy and that they'll drop the parts there's a meter that has to charge just below sasha's health and this meter fills up as you attack the enemies so you may be able to take out the opponent in front of you in a few swipes, uh, a few being like five, um, and take no damage from it and you'd be safe. However, if you do two swipes to the enemy in front of you, two swipes to the enemy the right of you, two swipes to the enemy behind you, your meter is now filled. So when you defeat these opponents, they will now levitate momentarily and give you the opportunity to cut off specific parts you can then use to make yourself more powerful. 
It's an additive feature that makes combat, once again, frenetic and involved. You, the player, have to make conscious decisions and uh, to really drag out battle more than just shut it down quickly uh, in order to play the long game and power yourself up. And by drag out, I, it sounds negative, but these combat situations can, on average, take Ooh, excuse me, two, maybe three minutes, you're you're maybe making them last three and a half. Uh, you're not adding a whole lot to it, but it adds this elegant balance, this dance almost, of using your blade to block opponents, keep that meter charging, make sure you're able to sever as many you know pieces as possible, make yourself as powerful as possible going forward. You want to take advantage of each battle. It's not just an enemy encounter, it's a chance to make yourself stronger. Um, and I think all these systems do a very good job of delving into that to really making you feel like combat is essential to your ultimate ends, which is to seek revenge for what happened to you and what happened to your family. Um, while uh, traveling, you're going to travel through various dungeons. Again, you gain new abilities by defeating bosses. These bosses are very unique. They have very distinct patterns. They are the most difficult enemies in the game, of course. Um, they open up new areas, and so you are constantly wanting to go back, maybe find a new door, maybe find some a new nook and cranny. There are health upgrades that are similar to heart pieces in Zelda, where you get three of them, and you are able to, is it three or five, one of the two, you're able to upgrade your health, and then a mana, which allows you to use your special abilities gained by fighting the bosses. Um, and then there are three hidden mementos, one for each family member that passed away, that really require you to utilize everything you've had to learn including all the new abilities from bosses. It's a very interesting uh, dynamic to get to those and adds a little bit more to the story, so they're kind of worthwhile. I'm about to sneeze. Excuse me. I'm going over to... This makes excellent radio. I apologize. So there's lots of ways that combat moves the game. It, it it folds in on itself. It helps propel you forward as Sasha, not only as a character, as the player wanted to get stronger, as the player wanted to move forward, it really helps center the rest of the game. And this touchscreen combat's actually incredibly intuitive. Uh, again, you're not fruit ninjaing this. You're not swiping back and forth in crazy frenetic stances. Your goal is to try and weaken enemies and then strike while iron's hot. Get them low, get your meter up, then take them out and slice. It's a very elegant balance and it is far more refined than pretty much any touchscreen comment I've had, including uh, Infinity Blade. I like Infinity Blade, it's not a bad game, but this has just stronger core combat than that. Ooh, excuse me. Like I was saying, you, you take these parts, you end up putting them into your various uh, stuff, uh, your abilities, sorry, your uh, weapons, things you pick up. So overall, it's a very elegant uh, system. So the development of the game is very interesting. Well, yeah, because I don't, I don't want to spoil the story. There are three major dungeons that you will go through throughout the game. Uh, again, they're not very. Uh, it's not a very long game. It's meant to sit, stay as long as it needs to. It's a little bit longer than Guacamelee. Guacamelee you can beat in about four and a half hours. I'd probably say you could beat this in about six, six and a half hours, um, but it doesn't outstay its welcome. The only downfall I will say about Severed is that there is no real reason to go back. Once you've found the mementos, once you've found all the collectibles, if you've gone and gotten the platinum trophy, there really isn't 
uh, you know, a harder difficulty or more stuff to do. And Guacamelee at least unlocked uh, the hard the harder difficulty, which was fun, and it had a co-op mode on PS3 and PS4, so that is, well, did it have it on Vita? I don't remember. But that's also fun, whereas this is a very singular experience. It reminded me very uh, much of Journey in the sense of you want to pick it up, you want to enjoy it, and uh, play, you know, probably two or three play sessions, uh, and then you let that feeling just kind of over overcome you. It overwhelms you for a little bit. You sit there and think about it. Uh, but you don't really want to go back because you don't want to ruin that first experience. <laughs> so the development of Severed is slightly interesting. It's pretty straightforward, but there's a couple of twists and turns. Uh, Drinkbox Studios announced it on April 14th in 2014 uh, without a platform, though. They did emphasize the thought of bringing it to mobile devices uh, and that it would probably launch on mobile devices. And then eventually uh, the studio hinted that it would possibly release on Vita, 3DS, and Wii U. These are all touchscreen-enabled devices. Um, it even uh, considered different motion platforms such as Kinect and PlayStation Move. And I'm going to put in my personal vote right now. I'm even going to tell Drinkbox I have to listen to this. probably should put it at the top so that way I have to listen to the whole thing if they don't want to. They need to do Severed in PlayStation VR because it would be amazing. That being said, we can move forward. Um, so... Eventually, at uh, PlayStation Experience of 2014, Drinkbox confirmed that the game would release on PlayStation Vita with the hopes that it would come out in 2015. So they kind of changed their tune from when they originally discussed it, I believe, at the, the uh, GDC, the Game Developers Conference, in 2014. Nope, that was April, so it was after the Game Developers Conference. So their original plan kind of scrapped... Um, probably because Sony gave them money. They have a very good relationship with Zoe, Sony. They are very big fans of the Vita. Uh, pretty much every developer that has spoken about this game specifically. But even Guacamelee, uh, when I was doing some research for Guacamelee, they love the Vita. Very much like myself. And everyone should love the Vita. You take it home, you cuddle it, put it in your arm. I digress. Uh, eventually, the game was released on Vita on April 11th, 2016, uh, requiring a little bit more time. Uh, in the middle of that, the studio had to let go of two people because they weren't really working on projects. They were working on personal things and kind of taking the time. So there's that small dilemma. On top of the fact that they really wanted to make sure the experience was perfect, uh, the, ne the necessity for more time for development came. So... April 11, 2016, last year, and then uh, eventually said uh, in the summer it released on the Wii U, 3DS, and the iPhone and iPad. Uh, according to Chris McQuinn, who is a designer at Drinkbox, the studio felt a natural inclination to go darker after the lighthearted feel of Guacamelee, hence the deeper, more serious tone to the game, as well as the darker themes that involve the loss of family members. Uh, Graham Smith, the co-founder of Drinkbox Studios, has discussed the game's inception, stating the original concept phase, which uh, has an original YouTube video you can see, and I will put that in my blog post and probably, if I can, in the SoundCloud description. Um, the studio threw together a build during one week of Game Jam, so they had this, this concept phase that was thrown together by one individual on the team. Then they built a, a, a build of it in a, a one-week Game Jam in 2013. Everyone liked it so much that the team came together, and that's how they picked this project as their next project. Um, with the announcement of Switch coming, I assume that we'll probably see a possible port to Switch, as well as, again, I'm thinking you're going to probably see this on some VR headsets. I would not be surprised, because this game would lend itself extremely well to VR. <laughs> 
the game took a little over a year longer than originally intended, and despite the lack of support on Vita over that year, Drinkbox was still to determined to release on that platform specifically. Uh, the porting to Wii U was apparently fairly easy because they already had the engine from when they ported Guacamelee there. However, the 3DS took longer because no engine existed, they had to build it from the ground up, and the architecture is a little bit different, so it required a few things to handle on top of the fact that the 3DS touchscreen is a much smaller screen, so it makes it a little bit more complicated when you're dealing with combat. The Vita has a very nice large screen, and iPads do as well, as long as with the Wii U tablet, so it makes sense. The reception of the game, uh, despite some uh, low reviews, has been relatively positive. It's it's you know it has a Metacritic score of 82 on the Vita version, which is a solid number right there. Um, Destruct, like you know, we had major outlets like Destructo who said they loved it, stating, uh, "quote It obliterated my conceptions of how a touchscreen game uh, can play." End quote. There are other outlets, uh, that, including IGN, that thought the less of the game, mentioning that, "quote." Severed starts out as a fun take on touch combat, but ends as a tiring journey that neglects its cooler features, end quote. Um, I have to lean closer towards Destructoid than the IGN review on this one. I absolutely adore Severed, hence why I'm here talking to you guys about it. Uh, and I feel like uh, that it was the perfectly like held length, but that's, that's for my review. You can go and read that. I have it up on the blog as well, and I'll probably put a link to that in the blog post. My personal thoughts, again... Love this game. Uh, I I had a brother who unfortunately passed away about, ooh, I think it was almost seven years ago. And uh, this this feeling of loss and the, the, uh, the rage you feel after losing a loved one is a very deep emotion that is hard to convey. Uh, oftentimes can become self-destructive. And the way that it is conveyed with Sasha and her means of trying to attempt that's a loud train uh trying to attempt revenge like seek her revenge to overcome her grief of the loss is hits very well at home for me and i believe it'll probably hit home for anyone who has suffered such a heavy burden um not only that but the the touchscreen combat is by far and away incredibly enjoyable there was a few really nice nicely placed challenges specifically with the mementos which i enjoyed um, the length of the game was the perfect size. I can't say any much like more on why I adore this game. I think it is easily uh, the best touchscreen combat I've seen. One of Vita's best games. Uh, and probably, it's a tough one because I really love Guacamelee. But it is on par, if not better, than Guacamelee when it comes to drink boxes, um, releases. They, they have an amazing... Uh, library of games that they're putting out there. Even the, the smaller uh, uh, Mutant Blobs Attack, they're fantastic games. So seeing this uh, come out and really feeling like the culmination of all they've learned for the platform, uh, I am glad this is their swan song for the Vita as far as uh, they've announced that I'm sure it's the case. And really one of the, the, the bigger titles as the swan song for the Vita uh, in 2016. So, if you have a Vita, pick it up. If you have an iPad, pick it up. Wii U, 3DS, there's plenty of platforms. There's absolutely no reason for you not to buy this. Uh, on average, it's $15. I've seen it as low as $5 on sale. So, you, this is one you don't want to skip. Especially if you like colorful art style. If you are interested in trying some touching combat. Or if the, the minimalistic, deep, heavy story sounds interesting to you. 
that is all I have for you today. I am hoping to line up uh, to record next week and have the uh, following week a podcast on, I'm thinking, Shadow Hearts Covenant. Uh, it is a, a more obscure uh, Japanese RPG involving World War II, uh, some other history and uh, drunken cats and vampire luchador. So no reason not to talk about that franchise. Uh, plus it's one that really kind of got me out of my Final Fantasy uh, chunk. But feel free to hit me up on Twitter at JesterHead0302 with any requests, co- comments, concerns. Please talk to me about the podcast. I take any and every piece of feedback to heart and I would like to hear your thoughts. Uh, am I too long? Do I ramble a lot? Am I funny? Am I not funny? Um, you can also email me at jesterhead0302 at gmail.com. Uh, once again, uh, jesterhead0302, pretty much on every platform, you're going to find me that way. Uh, and until next week, feel free to reach out and touch someone. Mm-hmm.